Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in the Year. Today is day number 262, and we begin with number 1987. The grace of the Holy Spirit has the power to justify us, that is, to cleanse us from our sins and to communicate to us the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ and through baptism. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. For we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we take part in Christ's passion by dying to sin and in his resurrection by being born to a new life. We are members of his body, which is the church, branches grafted onto the vine, which is himself. God gave himself to us through his spirit. By the participation of the spirit, we become communicants in the divine nature. For this reason, those in whom the spirit dwells are divinized. The first work of the grace of the Holy Spirit is conversion, affecting justification in accordance with Jesus' proclamation at the beginning of the gospel. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Moved by grace, man turns toward God and away from sin, thus accepting forgiveness and righteousness from on high. Justification is not only the remission of sins, but also the sanctification and renewal of the interior man. Justification detaches man from sin, which contradicts the love of God and purifies his heart of sin. Justification follows upon God's merciful initiative of offering forgiveness. It reconciles man with God. It frees from the enslavement to sin, and it heals. Justification is at the same time the acceptance of God's righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. Righteousness, or justice here, means the Uh, rectitude of divine love. With justification, faith, hope, and charity are poured into our hearts, and obedience to the divine will is granted us. Justification has been merited for us by the passion of Christ, who offered himself on the cross as a living victim, holy and pleasing to God, and whose blood has become the instrument of atonement for the sins of all men. Justification is conferred in baptism, the sacrament of faith. It conforms us to the righteousness of God, who makes us inwardly just by the power of his mercy. Its purpose is the glory of God of Christ and the gift of eternal life. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, They are justified by his grace as a gift. Through the redemption, which is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as an expiation by his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies him who has faith in Jesus. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. We see 
as the catechism begins this section on grace and justification, the the process of, of justification, and this is this is kind of important as um, as we anytime we look at uh, how the work of grace is is occurring within man, we tend to discuss steps, and at the same time we have to recognize that it's not quite as simple as as uh, um, as it's sometimes laid out, right? It's not quite as linear. We should, I would probably, probably better to say, um, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a chemical reaction. Well, here's man plus God's grace and therefore, uh, conversion happens. Right. And then, and then once conversion takes place, then this, no, it, it, there's, um, a process that isn't quite that chemical, let's say, um, isn't quite that, uh, that, that easy to kind of delineate, but, but it is also very much true, right? It's just that people don't move necessarily at the same rate or, or in the exact same direction, that there is kind of some, at times, a little bit of, of backsliding to an extent, at least in terms of the externals, um, not necessarily the, the work of grace that, that justifies. So when we look to it, we see these steps and we say, okay, there is there is a process that takes place and we should be content with that. We should be patient with ourselves as God is patient with us um, because the ultimate end is, has, is unchanging. So we look first to the fact of conversion and this detachment of sin, right? This is a, this is, these two steps are in fact part of the process that, that takes time. Some people don't convert uh, until after many decades of, of hearing the gospel and of hearing the, the truth. And that's okay, right? We, we don't, we don't, God, who Jesus is so clear that He is um, patient with us and just desires the right end, even if the process is is a little messy. So we should be as well. Um, and looking to the lives of the saints, we see it often, um, probably exemplified best by Monica, who spent decades crying for her husband and her son to convert um, before it finally occurred. Um, and then we have the detachment detaches man from sin, which is that we, we don't even desire it anymore. Uh, and then we start to accept the righteousness of God that which he is doing the work to put us back into the proper order, right? This, how they refer to it, this is the means of, uh, that righteousness means the rectitude of divine love. It's a right ordering of, of the love of God, which is we're supposed to actually be better than we are. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to be better witnesses to God in the world. And, he is moving us towards that through this act of justification, which historically has already taken place, right? The expiation of our sins, the righteousness of God, the merits all come from one act, right? This one act on the cross, which is why it is so important that we refer to the Mass as a representation of the cross, is because we want to partake of that same covenantal relationship, Right, uh, that's you know the words of consecration for the for the precious blood, um, calls it the blood of the new and eternal covenant. Uh, uh, that it's very clear that this new covenant is is one at the price of, of blood. The merits are coming from this particular act that that we take place in that one moment, um, so that we can eat of the fruits of it, eat of this justifying grace that we can. Uh, partake of this right relationship with God that we couldn't do on our own. We can't. We can't let go of of vice uh, and and whatever that may be. 
easily. Um, but but our our right ordering towards Him opens us up to the the reality. It opens up to this this newness. It opens us up to this justifying power that isn't our work. It isn't our white knuckling until we get it right. It is our cooperating with the greatness of God who has first moved towards us and justifies us by his love.